This podcast is brought to you by RMA, the Risk Management Association. RMA's sole purpose is to advance the use of sound risk management principles in the financial services industry. Learn more at rmahq.org. Hi, I'm Stephen Krasowski, Communications Manager at RMA. Today I'm joined by Bobby Martin, CEO and co-founder of Vertical IQ, to discuss challenges, risks, and underwriting considerations in the nursing home industry. Bobby, thanks for joining us. It's great to be here. Thank you, Stephen. So Bobby, Vertical IQ recently published an article titled Nursing Homes Industry Growing Despite Setbacks, an Industry Deep Dive, which can be found in the July-August edition of the RMA Journal. Can you talk a little bit about the current state and other trends in the nursing home industry? Sure, absolutely. You know, the uh, I should start out and just uh, to give some context and say that, you know, what, what does it take to be successful owning and running a nursing home facility? Well, first of all, maintaining high occupancy rates, absolutely key. You know, that that's what it's like, makes it work. And you got to keep in mind, too, that there's a temporary nature of nursing homes. So sales and marketing is key. The other thing you have to do to be successful at owning a nursing home is just maintaining a good patient mix, Medicare, Medicaid, um, self-pay, private insurance, um, different types of needs and that kind of thing, making sure you're really balanced and that kind of thing. And then, of course, managing costs while also maintaining uh, quality care is absolutely key, uh, you know, with high turnover in the industry. Those are a few of the things it takes to be successful at it. But as far as the current state trends, we're just seeing a lot of nursing, nursing homes closing across the United States. Uh, there are about 15,000 nursing homes across the U.S. and 400 are expected to close this year. Um, a thousand closed since 2015. So you can see that the industry continues to have less and less nursing homes out there. You know, in 2012, there were 1.7 million workers in nursing homes, an enormous employer. Today, there are about 1.4 million workers, you know, and kind of like, why is that going on? Like what's driving these things, to these uh, nursing homes to close? Well, one is there's just a lot of substitutes for things like CCRCs, um, continuing care retirement communities, a lot of private pay. People are, are, are going to those particular facilities instead. Rehab centers have gotten very popular. Um, it has some acute care. And then you've got occupancy rates falling even more during the pandemic. So that's a key thing. The other trend you see lately in kind of the state of the industry is uh, memory care is sort of falling. Memory care was a big part of nursing homes 20 years ago or even 10 to 15 years ago. But now there are more and more specialized facilities for memory care. So that's kind of been an important thing with nursing homes. And then on the upside, there's been a shift to more value-based care at nursing homes. And what that is, is like, instead of like a fee-for-service model, you're seeing more of a, a bundling of acute and post-acute reimbursements so that um, essentially, instead of billing every little item, it's more efficient to just say, all right, how much per day? And, uh, you know, there's a lot of times you see this benchmark $500 a day or whatever it is, but you see this bundling which is good for nursing homes, but it's also good in terms of offering value-added services. So you're seeing more and more of a shift to that. Lastly, there's just a nursing shortage 
and that's been a big trend lately with 100% turnover in the industry um, and less and less skilled nurses out there, um, aging demographics. So that's been a challenge for the industry. So that's a few of the things going on. Great. Bobby, you mentioned Medicare and Medicaid. Um, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services recently issued guidance on regulation waivers. How have these waivers affected nursing home residents' health and safety? Yeah, this is uh, these waivers are a really big deal. Um, kind of what happened is to give uh, the listeners a background. Are these, you know, the industry nursing homes is very regulated, as you can imagine. So they regulate everything. But when the pandemic came, a lot of those regulations became became irrelevant. Well, they weren't irrelevant. They simply weren't feasible because the industry had to make all these changes to take care of people. So what uh, CMS did, which is the Centers for Medicaid and Medicare Services on Health and Human Services, is they said, all right, well, let's just, let's waive a lot of these regulations. Let's, let's do away with them during the pandemic so that people can do, you know, provide the services they need to. And removing all these regulations was what they had to do. But now, a lot of those waivers are starting to go away where CMS is essentially saying, okay, time's up, time to come back to pre-pandemic levels. And that's been a big fight in the industry because the industry is saying, wait a minute, a lot of this stuff just makes sense permanently or at least long-term, like telehealth is a good example, or, or allowing them to take care of patients 24-7 at home or licensing over um, erroneous licensing requirements hurts recruiting really bad. Patient safety and privacy. Obviously, everybody wants patient safety and privacy. But when those regulations are really erroneous, what they're, the industry trying to say is maybe we um, should, uh, should be able to keep those things permanently. And I think there's been a waiver at least till October for them to continue to debate these waivers, but it's a big deal in the industry. So if you're calling on a nursing home and you have a nursing home as a customer, it'd be interesting to find out, you know, what, what are these uh, regulations, which ones could really help them out uh, in terms of running their practice more effectively. Bobby, what other challenges within the nursing home industry have been affected by the pandemic? Sure. Well, one of them is the uh, falling occupancy rates. You know, if you run a nursing home to really, really profitable, you really want to be 90% occupied on average. I mean, that's good. That's really good. Um, 80 to 90% is like, okay, barely, we can, we can live with this. But during the pandemic, a lot of those um, occupancy rates have fallen below 80%. As you can imagine, I mean, people don't want to go to a nursing home when they uh, could catch COVID there. And that's a lot of places where COVID was spreading. And so it just hurt the industry so badly because you have all these fixed costs, right? Like if your occupancy down, how do you pay the rent? You know, how do you pay these expense for this expensive equipment and all these skilled nursing? So that's been bad. I think it fell as high as low as 75%. So occupancy is starting to come back, of course, but that's a big, big deal. The other challenge that I've already mentioned is the labor crisis with unemployment at 3.8%. There's just less nurses out there. And quite frankly, you just have to be able to, um, to find uh, nurses. And, you know, I keep going back to that, but when turnover is 100% on average in the industry, I mean, can you ask, basically you turn someone over every year. Um, and so a big part of what management 
for these nursing homes is finding finding folks that, that can do this work. Bobby, what are some underwriting considerations for the nursing home industry? Yeah, sure. Um, so you think about loaning money to this industry that we've been talking about, some of the challenges. Um, a couple of things are really key. One is it is a tr- tricky underwriting proposition. You know, profit margins are only 2 to 4%. So there's not much room for error. Um, the, the most important thing is the management team. I mean, it's absolutely key because if you think about these issues I've been speaking about the last five minutes, it's, they're very complex. You know, they're complex issues that take a lot of experience to manage. So you've got to have an experienced management team to run a nursing home. The, uh, I mean, just to be able to manage the staffing levels. And, uh, one of the key things when it comes to manage it is balancing the quality of care with profits. I mean, that's the elephant in the room for the industry is figuring out, okay, I've got $500 a day. I want to give these people uh, the care that they deserve and should get. However, I need to make a profit and I have all these regulations to maintain. So as you can imagine, it takes excellent management to deal with that. The last skill it takes actually, which is really important too with management sales and marketing, um, because like I said, you want to keep occupancy 85, 90% or more, but then people aren't in nursing homes for years and years. They're in nursing homes pretty briefly. So you're constantly trying to get new clients. The other thing you have to think about when it comes to underwriting uh, credits in the industry is you have to recognize it's capital intensive. So you have a lot of maintenance capital expenditures on top of the expenses. Um, the industry is pretty leveraged. Um, you know, total liabilities to net worth is about three to one. Um, they have more than 40 days of accounts receivable. So it's pretty cash intense. Uh, it's not uncommon for them to need a lot of working capital uh, to maintain that. Um, lastly, it's absolutely key that bankers and lenders understand the, the patient mix because if it's all Medicare, especially Medicaid, that can be uh, really tough to turn a profit. So the most successful nursing homes have a certain balance of self-pay or private insurance pays um, balanced with Medicare and Medicaid in order to make a profit. For example, someone self-pay or even private insurance sometimes, they can get these value-added services that are more profitable. So the key is understanding that patient mix. Um, um, you hear the term also a lot that Medicare, Medicare subsidizes Medicaid. So if it's too much Medicaid, you can run into real trouble there. So those are a few of the things to think about when you're lending money to the industry. Bobby, are there any other risks nursing homes should be aware of? Yeah, absolutely. You know, I, I mentioned how important it is for the, the um, management team and to be really good. Well, when you, when you get a certain amount of money and you want to balance the, the quality of care with the profits, it's the tendency to game the system. And when I say game the system, what I mean is exaggerating numbers or using incorrect numbers and turning those into the government. Um, essentially, there's a fraud risk out there. Um, fraud is not rampant, but it happens quite often. Often, you know, Genesis Healthcare um, was one of those fraud cases 
that was pretty well known. You could learn about that one, but essentially that what they did, or well, I don't want to say exactly what they did, but it was essentially sucking money out of the system. Meanwhile, leaving quality of patient care, very, very poor, uh, very poor patient care. And these are publicly traded companies, but sometimes, and by the way, it was more than just Genesis. I think it was other companies as well. So you have this history of fraud. Of course, the definition gets, it's a gray, it's a gray area, whether it's fraud or gaming the system. But if you're going to lend money to this industry, you have got to make sure these people are very ethical and that you do excellent background checks and make sure they've not been fighting with the uh, government regulators in the past. Great. So, Bobby, to wrap up, what does the future look like for the nursing home industry? Uh, yeah, sure. I mean, I've been speaking, I feel like a lot of doom and gloom the last 10 minutes in terms of some of the challenges and some of the underwriting and some of the risks. Um, the future is not as bad as I've kind of made it out to be. The future be viewed as pretty good. They're favorable demographics. I mean, that's the big thing. It's just, the demand should really be there. I mean, we're looking at aging uh, baby boomers, those 85 and older. In 2018, there were 6.5 million people in the United States, 85 or older. And then in, in by 2040, there'll be 14.5 million, uh, 85 and older. And, you know, more than half of nursing home patients are over the age of 85. So nursing home has a very bright future from that vantage point. You know, the, the big thing about the nursing home industry, to my mind, is how quickly can they innovate to be competitive with the CCRCs, the special memory care places, more innovative ideas around home health care, rehab centers. So there's so assisted living, of course, there's so much competition out there. What nursing homes need to do is they, they've got to come out on top with these waivers. They were overly uh, regulated before the pandemic, and it was really their death sentence in a way uh, for the future. But now with these waivers, they can be more innovative and do more telecare and be able to do verbal, verbal commands more quickly and more efficient. And then they have a very, very bright future. So I do think that this is kind of a, um, a major um watershed event with these waivers in terms of the future of the industry. You know, they just got to be innovative themselves to be able to compete with uh, new ideas that have come up the last 10 or 15, 20 years. But nursing homes are a huge part of the United States. I mean, they uh, provide, uh, I mean, think about it. 200 years ago, you didn't have nursing homes or anything like that. Everybody would pretty much have to scramble to take care of somebody who is in a very tough situation towards end of life or been in a bad accident. People would just scramble. And now nursing homes are here to provide that much more um, in a much more a much better way. So I think the future is bright for the industry in that in that way. Bobby, this has been a very informative discussion on the challenges facing the nursing home industry. And the future certainly looks bright in this space. Thank you again for joining us today. Uh, thank you for having me, Stephen. It's been great.